in the do, 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 you're in physical reality and you're just, maybe you're on some kind of autopilot and you're just going through the motions. You're doing, all right, I'm doing, okay, great. You're getting things done in a certain way and within a certain context. Mm -hmm. Parallel to that, being creative. Artists know how to do this, right? So they're in beingness, they're surrendered, they're in flow, and they just kind of let what needs to come out of them come out. And we call that art. Mm -hmm. Well, aren't we all artists? Aren't we all life artists? Isn't that what we're here to do? To be? Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Welcome, 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 everybody, all of my sales superstars who are here today. I am so excited to be able to bring this guest on with me, and I'm so excited that you're all here for it. Some of you who are here, I know, know her. Some of you are going to be brand new to her, and either way, you are about to have an amazing experience over the next 30 minutes with um, everything that she is about to share. So please help me give a huge warm welcome to one of my former coaches and just an amazing individual all around, Selena Pagan. Thank you so much, Selena, for being here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hi, everybody. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you, where you are, and um, fill us in. I'll let you introduce yourself. Oh, God, the dreaded <laughs> introduction. so much. And then, and then if it's not super directed, I will ramble on, but I'm going to attempt to nutshell myself for you. Currently, I'm playing around in Medellin, Colombia. I've been traveling full time, strangely enough, amidst this world pandemic for three years. So I'm entering my fourth. I, I'm a Navy brat. I used to live abroad. And lo and behold, one day in the midst of my adulting, I woke up and I was like, wow, I, I'm totally laptop lifestyle here. I've got nothing holding me. I love LA, which was my home for almost 10 years. But I was just sitting around thinking, God, I could be anywhere. I work online. I'm just doing my thing. I call the shots. I make my own sketch. Let me, let me just close my eyes and point somewhere and see where I land. And so my very first country that I started traveling in was Medellin, Colombia, almost four years ago. And now I'm back. It's like a second home. I love it. it it's so funny because it takes me back to when I was leaving LA six months ago and you and I were on one of my calls with you and I basically the way I described how I felt and, and my story and leaving California was exactly what you just described, where I was like, wow, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in the laptop lifestyle officially. This is what I wanted to create. Like, what else is out there? I think I'm going to leave. And it was so, there were so many parallels between what I was doing and what you had done um, just a couple of years ago. Were we both like super into um, the surrender experiment? Yep. I think that yep. was something that really shook me yep. in that 
conversation that we were having together because you had read it right before you left LA, right? I left LA in 2015 and I had no intention to move. I was just, a friend of mine had just done a cross country drive. I just got my fresh new Prius. I'm like, yeah, let me try it. I'd never done it before. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just pack some things and, and, uh, do the West Coast to East Coast drive, and it was for the holidays and all this and that family, yada, yada. In the car, on my audio, <laughs> I was listening to Surrender Experiment, and I think with all of that quiet time to really absorb it, it wasn't even a thing I was listening to. It was as if I was experiencing it yep. as I was in that liminal space with nothing ahead of me but road and mountain. Mm-hmm. There's a little construction. Can you hear it? If you can, I'll put Okay, cool. There's just slightly. I honestly thought it was something on my end. I was hearing it going, what's going on? But yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. Washing, power washing some building next to me. But anyway, yeah, Surrender Experiment. That was a game changer book. We were talking about that the other day, right? Yes. Well, I love how you described it too, because I felt the same way. It was like I was experiencing, I really felt so connected to his story and to that book that I felt like I was living it, like I was in it. For those of you that don't know, it's an amazing book. Absolutely go read it. Um, Michael Singer is the the author. He also wrote The Untethered Soul. And it's very different from The Untethered Soul. Very different. I could not get through The Untethered Soul. I couldn't either. And I want to I tried. And it was actually required, you know, air quotes, required reading. <laughs> Anything required tends to count me out. Yeah, I can't quickly rebel against that. But it was required reading. I tried it. I couldn't even get like 10 minutes into it. It's a really different feeling. Uh I actually got a chance to meet Mickey that same year. I don't know if I told you that. But yeah, so. Oh, I remember that. Yes, because you're not too far away. No, he's in Alachua. He's like in the woods in Florida. So like, you know, and coming from L.A. So I I was raised in Florida. Um, we'll say my childhood during my formative years, my childhood years, I was raised. You can say like cut my life in half, right? Yeah. When I was a kid, Florida, adult, LA. Think about yeah. it that way. Yep. I thought everything, all things spiritual and woo were definitely out west. I was so shocked to find that he was an hour away from my hometown. Yeah. Which is, you know, as we fondly referred to as the redneck Riviera. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. didn't realize Florida had so much, like, as I was reading the story, his story, I was like, I visited Florida plenty of times in my life, and it was always a beach. Yeah. And I was like, wait, there's all these woods, and there's all this, like, the middle part of Florida has a lot of, like, very different terrain than than what you find in the, the main, like, beach areas on both the coasts. Definitely. Coast. And where me and, so where I was raised in Jacksonville Beach, it's mm-hmm. just below Georgia, and it is on the coast, but, you know, Alachua is like an hour, hour and a half inward. Yeah. And it's all forest. And when I went to go meet Mickey, it was for this New Year's event. It was a uh, ring in the new year. We're going to have a bonfire, purge all your old stuff. I'm like, yeah, ritual, let's do it. I'm driving. It's like the middle of it's pretty late and I'm getting some heebie-jeebies. So he's like out in heebie-jeebie territory. When I eventually got there, it was fine, but I really was having a... Um, like, where am I going? What am I doing? I a Blair Witch moment. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. I definitely yeah. should come out here by myself. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> this is where I die. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The cool thing about that moment is that mm, my, my feeling and my sense of Mickey is that 
in, in this lifetime, he's really in that beautiful, dual, love-hate, transforming, you know, pressurizing relationship with ego. Mm-hmm. So I feel that in Untethered Soul, I could feel that still a little bit of that internal struggle. Mm-hmm. And it felt a bit masculine to me, right? So the ma- what the masculine would do, right? seeking silence, it's seeking death, it's seeking oblivion. It's like, let me just get rid of this thing. So I can feel, still feel some of that echo in there. Whereas the fan is, we're so different. Like, well, let me cooperate with this thing. Let me bring this thing inside of me. Let me make it a part of me. Let me love it. Let me give it some kind of new purpose. Let me create something around this, maybe even a new narrative. So, yes, I'm obviously, can we, can we scream in Mickey and say, hey, is this right? I don't know. Great? Let's let's bring them in. Just surprise everybody. Surprise, yes, everybody. But that's what I felt. I felt that you know we are, and and really, what is light leadership? But leading through learning as we are transforming, and it's a very transparent and it's very humbling and 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 visceral and vulnerable process. And I think that's what makes it so universal and connective to everyone around us when we dare to bear ourselves right and, and so that's that's what I was picking up on as I was trying to listen to that book is that he's teaching what he is still learning yeah and you know I just happen to have a very different relationship with my little my ego which I refer to kindly and softly as bunny foo-foo ah oh, I love it bunny foo-foo that's it's beautiful your little rabbit don't give it much mind you know yeah. give it a carrot it's all good Funny foo-foo. Well, and what's interesting, too, is like what you said the other day and, and just now, you know, what's personal is universal. So through that sharing, we really are connecting. And, and when we get down deep into what's truth for us and, and authentic for us, we're actually it's scary and it feels very vulnerable. But that's how we're really connecting. And the other thing I wanted to say is it, it's interesting to me because he the surrender experiment felt more like what you're talking about, where he was just ultimately surrendering to what is I mean it's just such a beautiful story and how it unfolds and it's like everybody who hasn't read it just just go read it and it's it's phenomenal go experience it go experience it exactly exactly don't go do don't go work so yeah experience it go experience it well you know I think that that brings up a good point that I want to that I want to talk about too because this is something I've learned incredibly at at a level from you that like I didn't even realize I needed or existed or that that it was that was so important in my life you were the first one that was teaching me how to just be. And I mean, you and I both know how in resistance I was to that. And it was not, I just was so in the do, 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 go, go, go. Like my ego was just like, it's got to, you know, and you were like, I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just have some morning space. And I was like, what do I do during this morning space? And you were like, nothing. I want you to just go sit outside and stare at the sky. And I was like, and do what? Like I was so in resistance to it. Should I journal? Should yeah. I mantras? Should yeah. I? What do I have tea or do I have lemon water? Like which one? Like I, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was so, so hard for me to understand. Yeah. So what? Because um, I know we're here to talk about be the glitch, and I, to me, I think that's a big part of it. Is like, in order to be the glitch, you have to be so connected to you. You're absolutely right. Right. And that's a big part of what needs to be a part of your life so that you really are getting down to the core of like, what am I really without all the stuff, without all the work, without all the doing, you know, because I know that was me for a long time. Like I was so connected to my identity of who 
of whatever I had created or whatever I thought it was like, and that wasn't, that was something I had done, but it wasn't me. Right. That's the program, right? So I have so many, so many things that I want to share. The, The first thing being is that, you know, when we've been programmed in a certain way, and I think a lot of audience members, you know, are a little bit familiar with the term masculine, feminine, wounded masculine, wounded feminine. That's also really important to discern, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, driving yourself into the ground. That's not masculine. That's wounded masculine. It might be even a little bit of wounded feminine, right? For those of us who remember slave girl archetypes and, you know, we've got all these feminine archetypes thing up. So sometimes being still just doesn't feel safe. Yeah. Why? Because we've adapted and learned to deny that receptive part of us in favor of masculine achievement. And if you want to learn more about that, check out the heroine's journey, right? There's so much talk about the hero's journey, but hey, there's a heroine's journey too. And guess what? It's twice as epic because it's twice as long. Why? Why is that cycle twice as long? A part of it is the feminine's journey from denying herself to then coming back into integration with herself and essentially doing the work that we're currently doing consciously on the planet, which is bringing into harmony that those masculine and feminine pieces, not only inside of ourselves, but collectively and outside and everywhere. And then everything that we're doing, that's what harmony is, right? So it's bringing, it's, just bringing the pieces of who we actually be to bear on our outer experience. The way to do that is through harmony because then it's safe. Then we can trust it. And then we can mm, be flexible enough to sort of dance with it because we're never just, all right, today I'm masculine. No way. It's always a mix. It's always a crazy cocktail. And the way you paint your life picture with all those crazy, crazy cocktail colors is you get still enough to be able to discern. You got to do that. You got to get still enough to dance. Yeah. What do we ultimately want to experience beyond just peace, calm and harmony with these aspects inside of ourselves? Right. We want joy. We want aliveness. We do want to dance. We want to live in the ecstasy that is existing on the planet. And so Step one, stillness. Step two, creating safety for these two pieces to come together. Mm-hmm. Step three, you dance. And, and as you practice that dance, you do develop almost like a muscle, right? Like, you know, you can develop intuition, right? Well, you can also develop discernment. Okay, I'm dancing. Who's taking the lead in this moment? Mm-hmm. And then you really just, it's so graceful. It really is so graceful. Yeah. So heroine's journey, check that out. Yeah. Uh, Maureen Murdoch wrote a book about that. Okay. I've taken women through that process. I don't know if anyone in the audience has ever done that with me, but it's so lit. Oh my God, it's delicious. And talk about integrating your life story. That's a, you know, you start from the inception. Okay, this was the moment. I left the goddess, and this is when I returned to her. So that's really delicious. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, see if I can find that thread again. I, 
pan. It was too much. It was like three things. Yeah. And I probably should have scribbled it down. What, what came through was meant to come through. We're, we're there. I mean, I, everything you shared is so beautiful, just in the understanding of the dance with the masculine and the feminine and, and combining the two. And, and I think that that's where, like you said, and, and I don't actually know much about the wounded feminine. I, I know I've heard a lot about it. I know the wounded masculine. I know slave girl. I, I've lived there like well, the majority of my life. Slave girl is the wounded feminine. Mm-hmm. Slave girl is wounded feminine, as is, uh, what are the, some of the other archetypes that we know about? Princess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Paranoid gangster, I remember. Was Paranoid another gangster. Yeah. 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 Was really funny. It reminds yeah. me of that Meredith Brooks song from the 90s, you know? I'm a bitch. Yes. Lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint. Yeah, all of it. I forgot the, the so it's, I do it's not, I do not, yeah. I don't remember the words either. I love that song. I love the line, I'm your hell, I'm your dream, and nothing in between. Yes. <laughs> true. I look forward to these topics, not only for the psychological context, the metaphysical context, but even the societal implications with there's the just kind of talk of gender fluidity now. So anyway, it just, it all permeates, but I'm just glad that we're taking a deeper look. That's what it's about, taking a deeper look. Right. So if you would like to take a deeper look, step one is making the space for it. Yeah. Creating that space, which is which is hard. We live in a society where the idea that we would stop and do anything is weak. That's how we've labeled it, right? Unproductive. Unambitious. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, we need a lot less ambition and a lot more mission. Ooh. You know, because yeah. it's just a fine line. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, for anyone who's sort of heard these terms, and again, I'm... I'm the last person person who's going to preach to anyone because I quite frankly only care about my own kooky ideas and not necessarily. I think everybody's perspective is valid and we need more of it. And let's never, never find the answer. Let's never find the answer. Let's just keep asking questions. That's fun, right? I love that. And and so, you know, for for those of you who might have heard these terms, okay, the Piscean Age or the Aquarian Age, what are these things? Okay, these are epochs. You know, they're about 2,000 years long, and uh, we're always trying to figure out, okay, where exactly are we (laughs) in that shift? They've been singing about the Aquarian Age since the 60s. Is it happening? What's going on? Is it now? Come on. Mayan calendar ended in 2012, so I go, was that that it? Is that it? I don't know, right? We're, We're all building it. We're figuring it out together. But one of the tenets of the Piscean Age was uh, really to be or not to be. To be or not to be. What does that mean? That means, am I going to make something of myself? Am I going to do something that is going to make me someone? And I think we all know what that feels like because that's how we've all been raised up. And that's how our parents' generation and for 2,000 years, apparently, based on the, the woo-woos who, who know and speak about this kind of shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, and then the difference in the Aquarian age is just be. Mm-hmm. Just be. So you don't have to do anything to be worthy of being here. You get to be here. And wow, what a world we can look forward to. Yeah. 
and essentially what a world that we we are now blessed and charged with co-creating. That's what we're here. We're stewarding. We're like midwives bringing this new age in. Right. Because you can ask any guru out there, well, tell me about the Aquarian age. What's it going to look like? And once we're telling the truth, they're going to say, I don't know. We're building it. Right. That's our job. And so that's really that's really the possibility of be the glitch. It's just a variation on be the change you want to see in the world. Mm. A little bit of a metaphysical, playful variation. Love it. Uh, hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it. Watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. I myself have arrived at the point where I don't really have a job to do. I'm retired. I'm not working. There's nothing. That's my favorite thing lately. I'm retired. I love that you say that. I love it. I don't have a job. I don't have a gig. And just being creative. Mm-hmm. And so, then, so, so let me explain that a little further because you've heard the saying, slow down to the speed up, build up, right? Mm-hmm. Speed up. There might be that worry of, okay, if I, if I truly retreat here, am I dropping the ball? Am I just not going to want to go be a monk on a mountaintop? That seems very attractive to me at this point, but <laughs> here, here's another way to look at it. You can do, 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 or you can be creative. Mm-hmm. So see, there's, there's expression in both ways. It's mm-hmm. just the intention behind the expression, and I would even say it's the context, the container in which that expression is occurring. So in the do, 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 you're in physical reality and you're just, maybe you're on some kind of autopilot and you're just going through the motions. You're doing, all right, I'm doing, okay, great. You're getting things done in a certain way and within a certain context. Mm-hmm. Parallel to that, being creative. Artists know how to do this, right? So they're in beingness, they're surrendered, they're in flow. And they just kind of let what needs to come out of them come out. And we call that art. Mm-hmm. Well, aren't we all artists? Aren't we all life artists? Isn't that what we're here to do, right? To be? So, so it's just a little, that's all I do all day, to be quite honest. I just sit around and futz in here and massage ideas. <laughs> I and love it. I just kind of feel around until it feels a little bit more expansive. And then I go in that direction. Yeah. And that's it. I'm just kind of. Nothing's so different, but the context, yeah, I would say the context. So when I'm choosing to, instead of activate and do, I'm just going to sit and be and allow something to come out of me, 
why is that important for this context? Maybe for me, I call it the spiritual context. Uh In the non-spiritual context, I'm a doer and I've just got a to-do list. I've got tasks. In the spiritual context, I'm being a certain way and co-creating all around me. I'm seeing how things are moving. I'm paying attention. I'm listening. And because I'm still enough and focused enough, all right, let's talk about the divine masculine, right? Focus, clarity, stillness. These are the gifts of the divine masculine. Okay, so I'm using that aspect of myself. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing signs, symbols, and omens all around me. And I don't need a to-do list. I don't need to worry about tasks because in that moment, just be activated to the very next best step. Just be activated to the very next best step. And so that is creative because now I'm engaged with myself and with my surroundings. Uh And I'm tuned in, you know this, tuned in, tapped in, turned on enough to be paying attention, and through that attention, I'm then directed. Yeah. So we're all directed in a certain way, just which one feels better. Right. Anyway, right. Just a lot of talking. How are you feeling about this? I love it. I'm like, I, I, preach, keep going. I know you said you're not one to preach, but this is like so, it's so helpful. And it, because I think we are all still caught up in so many ways with this idea that we have to prove our worthiness or we have to do in order to, you know, and and this idea that like, wait, I can just be. And when I focus on just being, then the connection that I have and and what I start to really see is what actually, how, how can I say this? It's what gives me the next step. It's what shows me ultimately who I am and where I want to be and what I want to do, but like not from a place of like, oh, now I've got an answer. Now I need to go do this. It's more like settling into yourself and the truth of who you are and allowing yourself to just be exactly that. We become more natural. We become like nature. Mm-hmm. We are like nature. I mean, mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite tools. They're mm-hmm. ever going to see this video, but this is the red journal. Okay. One of my favorite chicas. I call her circle sister. Uh, Lisa Lister. She's amazing. I mean, if you're ever feeling called to, because sometimes rebellion and a little bit of misbehavior is nice to just get it going, yeah. right? To enact that change. Sometimes we need a little bit of fuck the system yeah. to motivate ourselves to, to do things a little bit different, to be a little bit glitchy, right? I'm not a cog in your wheel, bitch. Glitch! Yep. And and I love Lisa for that. She's, she's she's a rebel, just like me. One of her very first books is entitled Witch. That's it. That's the whole title, Witch. And you know she knew she was going to get some flack for that one. Yeah. Right? But that's okay. We're trying to poke at things a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of courage to do that. But it's also kind of fun, especially when you're in community with other people who are willing to get their hands a little bit messy. So anyway, that particular journal, and I've never been one to journal. So anyone out there who's like, "Eh, I am not about a journal," <laughs> I always have eye rolled the journal situation. I just, I actually have a lot of. I'm a solar feminine. I have a lot of solar um, air and fire in my birth chart, star chart. If you guys know what that is, so I, I'm literally like a little bouncing bean most of the time. And so for me to organize my thoughts in such a way. Not for me. Different strokes, different folks. Right. If you're like that, maybe just give this a, a check it out because 
it's it's short enough and it gives these little prompts and essentially it's a way to self-source. So now let's talk about this thing of self-knowledge, self-discovery, self-sorcery. What is it? This is all the, the gems and the treasures that awaits you when you go into that quiet, still space. Don't get me wrong. You're not just sitting there humming mantras all day long. No way. All you're doing is saying, I'm going to create two to three hours. I'm going to challenge you. Okay. And I'm living this. So trust. If you want this, you can create this. You're the only one molding your own time after all, baby boo. Yep. I may be output, output. In the past, I would call that work, but now I just, I call it output, right? I, I contribute maybe an hour a day, maybe. And the rest of the time, I got to find this meme and share it with you. It was super goofy because it was like, I can't have a job. I need like three hours to journal. I need an hour to meditate. Oh, I, I love it. I need to busy. Yeah. So if you want to share it yes please do i'll share it <laughs> but i'm like legit that's me though like i i like really have no time sorry i have no time to for this because i'm over here divinating i feel the days of oh i'll set aside one hour in the morning to maybe hook up and link up with spirit okay you got to think about it this way do you want to live a human life Or would you like to be quantum? Would you like to be supernatural? Would you like to live a soul-centered life? Okay. Then, honey, you're going to have to dedicate a lot more space to that endeavor. Yeah. So I'm over here up on, and it's not for everybody, so don't come at me, right? It's like, hey, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, But at the end of the day, there really is no excuse. It's about prioritization, and either you do it or you don't do it. Right. That's it. But just make sure that your word is aligning with your action and your intention. Because I guarantee you, and this is just for those who really, really, truly want a soul-centered life. They want to leave the 3D. They want to be in the 5D. They want to essentially experience utopia and heaven on earth right now. It's all the things that I've totally been hollering about. Mm-hmm. You want that new earth? You've got to create it, baby boo. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. And you need space for that. A lot of space because inside of that space is where you dance and where you get directed by your soul. Mm -hmm. That's what I call quantum creativity. So all of this self-sourcing, you do pour it out eventually. That's the whole point, expression and sharing. Mm -hmm. That is what service is. It's the, the deepest core of who I am, the most delicious parts inside of me. I'm willing to share that in joy and in love with you. That's to me, that's what highest service is. Yeah. And it's not, I'm going to teach you to do this. So you have less stress in this area of your life. Well, okay. You can do it that way. Mm -hmm. But some of us don't necessarily resonate as teachers. Some of us don't resonate as healers. Some of us are activists, right? We're activating. So that's my tribe, okay? I misbehave, I'm rebellious, I've got a potty mouth, and all I care about is love. That's all I care about. Love. That's important thing. Everything else is kind of working itself out. Mm -hmm. So for the, you know, for for the uh, service providers, coaches, 
speakers, people, you know, maybe you've heard this. Um, there's three schools. You're either in the school of wellness, the school of money, or the school of love. Can anyone guess which one I'm in? It's love. Everything else takes care of itself. Right. Uh, For me, I just I want to wake up. I want to smell a rose and read poetry and cry a little. Yeah, I love it. And I've given myself minimum three to four hours a day to do that. What's happening in that time? If you're interested in any of this, if this is resonating for you at all, okay, what do I do in that space? Mm -hmm. I think first create the container, first create the space, state what that intentional space is, okay, this is my soul space, wherein inside of here, I am the goddess of my reality, right, all the law of attraction, all of the law of assumption things, right, this is what I exist in this space, and yes, everything's working out for me, Always. the universe is rigged in my favor, where is that happening? Inside of this space. That's what I mean by context. So in the spiritual context, all of that is true for me, and I can experience it. Now let me gather some tools like a magician, okay? So I'm a sorceress now, and the cosmos, the heavens, the moon, everything. Ooh, I've got my crystals. Ooh, I've got my oils. Oh, I've got, I've got all my oracle decks, and I've got the red journal, and I'm tracking moon cycles now, and I'm getting cozy with that. Okay, I've got some astrology books going on. and yeah, Whatever it is for you, whatever interests you, that's the key. It just, it just has to be what your bliss is. It could be about herbs, right? So you be a sorceress. You be in your special layer. You bring all of your tools and divinations and, and everything. You bring it. And then maybe you put some music on. Maybe you're guided to that. And you just kind of start grooving. And then maybe you're like, oh, I do want to light this candle, right? But you feel this is very different than a, a structured spiritual workout. No, no, you, you have the space, you have the tools, you have the intention. Wake up and each day and see what happens inside of there. Do you remember when we were kids and we, we like, let, we, it was so hard to get us to go to sleep because we were just so fucking excited about life and what we could do. Like, we would throw tantrums going to sleep, right? Because there was something deliciously unexpected awaiting us. It's kind of that. Because inside of this context, inside of that spiritual context, my higher self and I have access to that, and now I've set the intention that I want to be with her, and that everything I need is already right here, and I'm just going to dance with her a little bit so I can actually have the experience and the expression of divinity not just a wonderful intellectual thought about it. I can experience this today. You just, your body starts moving. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I created X, Y, Z, and that was, I didn't plan it. Mm -hmm. I didn't force it to happen. I was excited about it because the other thing about the unexpected is when you're at the mercy of the world, the unexpected may not, seems so sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want that unexpected. Let me just hit snooze. I'm going to sleep in. Fuck that. Right. <sighs> However, when you're in that beautiful heaven on earth that you're creating, the unexpected, you're expecting good things. You're expecting great news. You're expecting a delicious vibration. Yeah. So that's the difference. 
unexpected outside of your beautiful space, well, that may have different meaning for you, right? But inside is delicious. And so tools, what tools? Well, anything that tickles your fancy, but I have a lot of resources that might interest you and you could just play with them because you're the goddess, right? You know what you need. Yeah. And then your, your mind might be like, yeah, but how does that translate to my clients and my service? Don't worry about it. it. It will just happen. It yeah. will just, you'll be so fucking lit with yeah. spirit. How many of you have heard of the 80-20 rule, right? The Pareto principle mm-hmm. that 20% of your output is affecting 80% of your results, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So I want you to think of balance as not 50-50, but 80-20. Mm-hmm. So what if you could be in your spiritual space, which if you want to be creative, that's the space you want to be in. Right. That's going to be, be the biggest bang for your buck, right? Because then it's not just your bunny foo-foo ego trying to think, ooh, what do people need in the world? I'll try to be that. I'll try to make that. No. It's a bunny. Leave it in its hole. Give it a carrot. And then 80% of your time, you'd be in soul. Hmm. And then you're only going to have to output maybe 20%. Right. That's how that works. And it's so much easier because it's just natural. It's just your truth. It's just your truth. And then you get to dance with it and look at We can only see others as deeply as we have met ourselves. We can only meet others as deeply as we have met ourselves. So please do prioritize your self-sourcing. Yes. This is is way beyond self-care, mama. Self-care is like basic, girl, that's foundation. Yeah, you best be doing that. Self-sourcing, okay? So so self-care is necessary. Self-knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Self-sourcing is magic. Mm. And that's active energy. That is the actual dance. Right. It's your obligation, really. I I don't know that that's the right word. but But it is. That's fun. But it's our divine birthright. That's for one. Yeah. And when we think about the fullest level of aliveness, it is expression and it is being seen. Yep. So first be seeing yourself. Be, be doing that. When I see me, I can see you. When yeah. I see me, I can see you. And there's so many wonderful resources out there on the planet to help us to do that. And yeah. so if your mind is active like, like mine and, and, and in your meditative soul space, you want to be activating yourself in a certain way, mm-hmm. you can do that. There's a ton of resources. I happen to have collected some of my favorite ones. Yeah, tell us about this because you have something incredible that you put together. I have a gift for you. You guys are not going to believe this, by the way, how amazing it is. She shared it with me the other day, and I was like, what? And she put it together in, like, lickety split. You're like, you made this? (laughs) Yeah. This is incredible. So share with us what it is, because this is a – so you're talking the space, the tools, the intention. These are the tools, right? These are the the ways that people can really create that part of this experience. Right. So I've created something, and I always change the name of it, but – Currently, I'm calling it the Star Genius Profile. And what it is, is a treasure map, a treasure map of 
your cosmic blueprint, let's say, who exactly your soul designed you to be so that you can come and express that on the planet. Why are we here? What is God? Okay. (laughs) I don't know if it's any more than just we keep incarnating because we love the adventure of living and God loves knowing itself and expressing itself through all different shapes, sizes, and colors. And that's why each person on the planet, each iteration of the divine, it's, picture it like a kaleidoscope. We're all like a part of this divine kaleidoscope. And this thing called source is looking through it and moving it around and just enjoying all the colors and the sparkle and the gems. So that's why, you know, every person is a treasure. Every single one of us is. And what's inside of there? What is inside of there? So over... <laughs> And this is why I created this, because in my 20s, God bless us all, right? <laughs> quarter right. life crisis, when I had my quarter life crisis, and I was like, no, this is yeah. what it is. <laughs> my period of disillusionment. <laughs> Do you know where I went to find out who I am, what my purpose is, and what I'm good at? Where? I want to find my purpose. I went to a fucking career counselor. <laughs> No shit. That's where you'll find those answers. Because, well, because in this day and age, even purpose, even purpose is equated with vocation. Yep. A job, a career path. If you would like to know your purpose, find out your career path. Bitch, I'm sorry. No. No. (laughs) I didn't come here to make a living. That's the matrix, isn't it? Yeah. Right? That's where money is sourced. Working, working our lives away nine to five and the majority of our lives for someone else's dream, for someone else's pocket. That's happening yep. all in the nature. Yep. That's that self-slavery, right? Mm-hmm. That, but that's all I knew. And so I went to a career counselor and, you know, I didn't get much out of there because, you know, whether they helped me do write a resume. Right. Oh. Have, you take a, have you take a job assessment uh, that, that shows you what jobs you'd be perfect for? Exactly. How how to word my skills to be attractive to an employer. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Nothing's wrong. Okay. I did. <laughs> One thing I did get out of that meeting was the Myers Briggs. Mm. So that personality test. Yep. So that was my first dance with an assessment. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is actually telling me things about me and who I am and what I'm capable of versus me trying to make myself sound good on paper to someone else so they would accept into somebody else's puzzle. Labor away for their dreams. Right. And make a living. And maybe have two weeks vacation or <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Yeah. That was so far in my rear view mirror. Now it's it's weird to look back at that. But for anyone who's even experiencing that now, this is why self-knowledge and self-sourcing is so powerful because then you know your worthiness and you say, oh, I'm sorry, you can't put a price tag on that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Truth. And what is leaving the matrix? It's, It's leaving that old paradigm of to be or not to be. Or I exist on the planet to make a living uh-huh. and feed myself somehow and hopefully do that gloriously. And like, you know, maybe there's some yachts and stuff. That's still inside the matrix. Okay. So living <laughs> loud and, and luxuriously, that's all good and well, but just 
which context are you in? Okay. Right. So that first assessment gave me a first thread of like, oh, I could actually look inside of myself and, and know things about myself and, and maybe direct from that place. So what I did firstly with that is <laughs> go on the hunt for, for every assessment test that I could find out there, strength finders, a standout, you name it. I was searching for it. Over time, this was happening over a period of years, I was still inside of that survival paradigm of, okay, I'm going to find my purpose through a vocation and then feed myself really, really well. And along the way, I'll like get to know what I'm good at. So people will see me as more valuable and then I can what get a higher paying job. I don't know. That was what it was at the time. Yeah. I eventually graduated that when I, when I figured out that I am not so much employable. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have a plan or anything like that. I just was like, all right, fuck this. It's just not working. I got to figure something else out. Right. So I moved from, okay, I'm going to not have a boss anymore to I'm going to be my own boss. I thought that that was really yeah. a good idea at the time. Like, I won't have a boss anymore, no more bosses. I'm going to be my own boss, right? Boss babe. What was this, 2012? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, boss babe, I'm going to go work online. <laughs> so I was doing that. <laughs> and again, collecting more and more information. But again, because I was in the old context, that information didn't mean what it means to me now. This is why I cannot stress enough the power of the context, right? But it gave me, like, some good information for messaging, right? Copywriting, marketing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know myself, so now I know how to market myself. I'm going to be a personal brand. And, you know, <laughs> I went to that. But what was the, what was the, <laughs> at the level I was at, and I would only realize that in hindsight, was that I didn't have a boss anymore. But I was being my own boss, so essentially I left the prison, but I took the bars with me, so that was cute for a while. Yeah. And I was still contorting to try and have a pur express my purpose and, and reason for being through the things that I was doing. I had to achieve still. That was still mm -hmm. part of this. Right. right? Um, this was a little more interesting and a little sexier because at least it was my own brand, my own platform, and I was getting closer. I was getting closer. I'm not throwing shade at any of this journey. I laugh at myself, but I mean, it's right. Bless, right? Like we're just, sure. here, you know? Yeah. It wasn't until I realized the contextual change that needed to happen where I was just like, oh, wow, I'm just, I'm my own boss now, but I'm not my own source. Wow. I'm still That's I'm powerful. Still looking outside. Uh-huh. Giving all your power away. I'm still like, what does the market need? Okay, let's picture it. This is the best way I can describe it. Law of attraction, right? Like attracts like. Mm -hmm. It was as if I was playing with law of attraction without law of assumption. Mm -hmm. I was not assuming myself as the goddess and creatress of my reality. I wasn't stepping in. I wasn't, I was still in the matrix and I was just trying so hard to fucking manifest really cool shit coming towards me. But I had not changed my self-concept to match the things that I wanted to express in life. So I, I had some cool information yeah. via all these wonderful reports, very interesting stuff. Even at this point, I was studying astrology and numerology, and I was like, yeah, give me all the reports. Tell me about me. Tell me about me. Tell me about me. Tell me about me. Yeah. So that I can be what other people need. Ugh. I think it was really 
two years ago of the pandemic. This is all quite recent where I got, I just really had nothing better to do but sit in the garden for about four hours a day. That's where that space thing came in. Mm-hmm. That's where space really found me. Yeah. Because before then, I was doing the same spiritual workout as everybody else. One hour, 45 minutes in the morning. Or who is it? Mel Robbins. She's like, fucking five minutes. Do it if you can. Get it in. Five yeah. seconds. What's her thing? The five seconds. Five, yeah. four, one. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. There's a time and a place for everything. I know I'm being cheeky. And that's just my personality and my nature to kind of make fun of the things that I care about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> because we got to laugh. But really, it was just having my ass be in quarantine for six months. And all I did was sit in the garden for four hours a day. And Amazon Prime was my life because I was doing nothing but ordering books and oracle cards and fucking coloring books and mandalas and all kinds of shit. And I would just sit out there and I would divinate and watch grass. And it was highly pleasurable. I wasn't bored at all. It was like a miracle happened. Yeah. So I think you were watching life. You were watching the what's the only true thing, really, like in, in all of existence. And it didn't need to be, it's all, all of a sudden, you know, I, I kind of got what the mystics were talking about, where the mundane mm-hmm. is highly, highly spiritual. Mm-hmm. Watching these flowers sway in the wind, and I feel fucking lit in my consciousness right now. Yeah. And so that's when I started to realize, holy crap, if I really want to leave this matrix of survival and really be a free fucking spirit and just be and exist on the planet and just love everything around me and, and live like the mystics are talking about, the one thing that was missing was the space and the context. So I haven't gone back. So quarantine was what? A year and a half ago, two years ago? I'm losing track of time. I know, but right? ever since I, haven't, I didn't return to the old way. Now I'm like, no. Four hours minimum, and I'm not answering any calls. Or I'm like, nobody can come near me. I'm just, I'm in that space, and I'm moving inside of that space. So then the context changed. I got really intentional. I now created that space, which two, three years ago would have seemed wild to claim that for myself. Mm-hmm. And what impractical to a lot of people, right? Four hours. What are you doing? Right. Well, the other thing is I'm going full woo too, right? There's no halfway anymore. I'm not like, oh, this is a spiritual practice. No, no, no. Being the soul, Selena, is my life now. That is life that I'm choosing. Again, not for everybody, but it's available. Hey, are you being too passive with what you're doing in trying to sell? Because most people that aren't making sales are not actually approaching it in the right way. They're being super passive. They're not actually starting conversations with people. And if you're not starting conversations with people, then you don't have any way to sell what it is that you're offering. Number one, because they don't know what's for sale. Number two, because people buy from people. And if you're not giving them the chance to buy from you, because you're like, well, I put up a call to action. I sent out an email. Those are all things that are nice and helpful to connect with people and nurture people. But ultimately, people buy from people. And if you're not having conversations that build relationships that make people want to buy from you, then you're not going to be making sales. And I want to teach you how to do it. I want to teach you how to start the conversations that count so that you have more influence, more impact, and get more clients from it. And I'm teaching you how to do this in a four-week live workshop that starts May 26th. 
So go to the show notes, click on the link to get all of the details. You do not want to miss out on this. It is four weeks of live coaching with me. I'm teaching you exactly what to say so that more of your conversations count. I'll see you on May 26th. So then with the space and with that intention and with the right context, I brought all those assessments back and started playing with them. I took myself on that heroine's journey because it is a process. You can read it in the book or ask me about it. Find me, ask me about it. So I just started playing with all these little tools. I gathered just like I told you here. I gathered them all on the table and I started playing with every, everything. And I didn't have a structure to teach myself anything. I just had a freedom framework. I get to be free inside of this space and do whatever the fuck I want, whatever calls my fancy. Maybe I'll listen to uh, some philosophy today. Maybe I'll read a poem. Maybe I'll put some music on. Maybe I'll divinate with my favorite decks by Alana Fairchild. Journey of Love and Rumi. Wow. All-time favorites. Beautiful. Right? Maybe I'll just do that. And maybe I'll look at an assessment today. So I started treating everything, every piece of information as if it was a divination, because inside of a spiritual context, it is. There is a message for you in everything inside of a spiritual context. You could be reading the back of your shampoo bottle, and there's a message for you. Yeah. You could be, like, pulling out a recipe for your lunch. There's a message for you. Your eye is going to land on something. It's going to hit. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. I hope some of this is making sense. It's a revelation unto myself. Yeah. And I don't hear a lot of people speaking about this. So it's, it's an interesting experience to describe. But I hope that what you'll take away is that if you truly, truly intend a soul-centered life, make a lot more space for it. Mm. Make that your only Prioritize choice. it. Prioritize it. Make it your one thing. Yeah. Like don't be so much in your human side. Right. That you're completely, it's almost like prioritize the spiritual. Yes, prioritize the yeah. spiritual. Go be supernatural, right? right? Like that should be the majority of your day. You should be in your spiritual being the majority of the day. Right. And then we're on earth. So, you I know, know. Right. maybe your human, your humanness sometimes too. But that I, I love that because that's, yeah. that's one of the things. And, and a lot of it comes from you that I really started doing differently. I like, I gave myself that space in the morning to just be and to not do anything. And it did feel very uncomfortable for a long time because what we've been conditioned to believe is like, like we've said all along, you know, that's not the right way or how are you going to be productive today? Or, you know, just so many different things. How are you going to make money if you're not doing anything? But like, how am I going to do anything if I'm not really connected to the truth of who I am? Absolutely. And to help yourself in those early stages, I do highly, highly recommend two things because there's still part of us that wants to do or that wants to activate, that's okay. We don't have to kill off the bunny foo-foo. Let's give it a carrot, right? Let's give it something to do or activate itself with. I love, so right, space, right? If you're not used to it, ah, oh my God, I'm I'm envisioning like the Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) He's like, he's come out of the sewer and he's like, ah, and it's the rain scene and he's freed himself. But oftentimes when people get that level of freedom, they don't know what to do with it because they've been engaged for so long. God bless. Right? Like there's so much compassion. So you want to, in those early stages, compassion work is so important. And two things that I recommend are breath work, Mm. 
again, blessings of the pandemic life, right? Now a lot of great breathwork teachers are all online. You can find virtual breathwork everywhere. And Nicole, if you follow up with me or if anyone follows up with me, I've got like a collection of teachers that I've been, you know, I love to curate. I love to yeah. collect shit. So, you know, and I think my my site may be published after we get off this call. I don't know. I've been doing a whole rebrand. It's very kooky and colorful and You'll see. But anyway, oh, you. I, I think I'm, li- I, I'm just going to continue to collect things that I find cool and just list mm-hmm. it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll like be creating content myself, too. But at the same time, I feel like we don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Right. I feel like a lot of people, we avoid that sometimes. Like, oh, I'm not going to put somebody else's stuff on my site. Do it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So I'm going to list all the cool teachers and all the, the resources. Awesome. Breath work. And the other thing is free form writing. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not journaling. Okay. Some of you might have uh, read The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way. I was just going to say, I know that's what you're going to say because that yeah. is the, the and, whole and thing in that book. Morning pages. Yep. So it's a very similar thing. Again, it's very unstructured. So you could get the book, The Artist's Way, and do the morning pages if you want to do that. Beautiful. But again, if you're in a space where you're like, I need less not more things to do, mm-hmm. I need less structure, not more, than a simple free-form writing. What you do is you, you can even just, just uh, 10 minutes, I recommend 10, but even three will rock your world. It's like, a, it's like an energetic colonic, okay? Get three minutes on your Insight Timer app, right? And then you just open to a, a page and you just fucking free-form write, all right? It's like stream of consciousness. It's messy. You don't read it. You don't stop to read it. You don't stop to write it out perfectly. No, you just let a rip. Yep. And sometimes you can use prompts. Other times it's just like, fuck it, open the page. Right. You 